I really don't care. But I'm going to say what I have to say. You know what amazes me for at this time and this stage of what we're going through? The churches are closed. And I'm not saying, again, I want y'all to know, I'm not telling anybody to be defined against the law of the land or the governor or whatever. But I just want to talk to you off the record. What I mean off the record, I'm not talking about doing anything against what they're mandated. But I just got a question for you Christians. You know, y'all that sit up here and judge people and tell them what the, how they're supposed to live and how they're supposed to dress and how they need to pray and how they need to walk and how they do this. All these guidelines and stipulations that you'll put in place that mandated them to be a certain way, which in, in, in efforts pushes them away because you make them feel like they have to be perfect. It's all God, God, this and God, God, that and Jesus, Jesus, that and this, that. But where are you at now? You know, you are one of the people that's telling these people when they come into church that they have to act a certain way. And the only way they can get to God is they go through A, B, C, D. The only way they can worship him is go through this way. And, and the only way they can pray is do this. And they have to lay at the altar and they do all these different things. You remember all the guidelines are telling you how to be the perfect saint. And you all get around and you judge people because they don't follow your path, your trend, your whatever you say is the law for how to be the model Christian. Well, my question for you, since this um, corona or whatever it's called virus has come about, why you ain't in the church shut in and praying and, and, and calling down the fire from heaven that you're telling us that coming here, new Christians can't do because we are not delivered. We're not cleansed. We're not purified enough. We need to go and get repent for all these things. Why ain't you and all the rest of your comrades there laying out there and saying y'all need to come because y'all always say if there's be any sick among you, let them come to the church and let the elders lay hand on them. They should recover. If that being said, then why your church closed? Why are you not out there sitting up here telling the people, come on and have church with us. Let's fellowship together. Let's get together and let's pray that these things don't happen in our house. Why you only go and talk about the bloodstained banner? But your very church is the one that is closed. I mean, it's kind of funny now that when stuff hits the fire, the fan or whatever you want to say, you are one of the ones that are closing and hiding. Shouldn't you be the one on the front line telling them, showing them how real your relationship with God is and telling these people how they need to get a closer relationship with God and how to go about it? What's all that talk now? Hmm. But it's radical people like me that's still saying on Sunday, let's come. and See, because what they told the people is they asking that you don't have service. And if you do, that you space your people out. In this time and this day, other than unless you're one of these mega ministries like the Creflo Dollar or the T.D. Jakes or uh, the other uh, big, big uh, churches that you see on, on TV, you mostly have a small congregation or you may have a big building. And you can't tell me that you can't give them six feet between each other. I mean, just to be obedient to what they're asking. But if a person is seeking God, don't you think you should have a door open for them? I mean, you go sit up here later on and go talking all this stuff and, oh, well, you know this. But I thought this would be the time that you should be sitting there and organizing or structuring places where people can come and talk or release or hear a word from the Lord. Y'all go on virtual TVs or, or, or streaming 
I have nothing wrong with that. Listen, you got to do whatever works for you. But I'm talking to you all who has something negative to say about people who coming in the church who's not perfect like you, wearing the dresses that you don't think, don't have the, the thing on top of their head, or don't sit up in the model clothes that you want, the one that you always sitting up and telling them that they're not saved because it is, or you tell them they don't know God because they don't speak in all these different languages and stuff. I mean, where are you at now? Where is this Holy Ghost fire that you have that, that purifies everything? Where is this relationship that you sit out here and you talk about and you sit hey this and that and that and you you judge people accordingly where are you at why i can't come to your church and get this deliverance that you said that i needed this cleansing and this healing and this cloak that you speak of that god will cover you and keep you away from that when you talk about the songs 91 that no evil will dwell in your dwelling i'm just saying these are things that y'all recited to people but where are you at but see people like me who sit there and be realist and tell them, listen, all you got to do is establish a relation, a connectionship, and trust in the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you. That's the type of thing that I'll be teaching them. But my church is open. I'm open to them coming and saying, hey, this, that. There's certain things I might have to put in place. Yes, I'm worried about their health concern. But at the same token, I'm not telling them they can't come. I'm not telling them that they can't come and worship. My door is open. And I understand that most of y'all are fearful because y'all look at the senior citizen thing. But you told me that your God is able. You said no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So I'm trying to figure out here, what are you, a hypocrite now? Because you can sit back when all is well and beat up the, the, the people of Christ who are striving and trying to get to this. But now when they need to see your strong effort and all the stuff that you've been preaching about and talking about in efforts, where are you at now? Yeah, I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash from this from, from the so-called super saints. But I'm talking about real saints, the one that love God and looking to get a closer relationship with him, that believe that God has a word for them and God is with them. The one that may not dress the way that you want to dress, the one that may not sit and cry the way you cry, but the one that has established a relation and connection to trust in the Holy Ghost. That's the people that we're talking about. Those so-called radical ones. I'm not saying those are done doing crazy things. Now, don't get this wrong. If God has told you to go to virtual for your congregation, you keep doing it. But I just think it's kind of strange that all these Holy Ghost filled fire baptized churches that are always talking about all this and that. They're the ones that's closed. But these little small churches where they have small membership, they have people that sit there and believe in the things of God and tell people to come as they are. Don't sit up there be beating up the women because they got on pants or beating up the men's because they or women that decide that they still want to be in another type of relationship other than what they mandate they should be. I'm not saying that we condone sin, but I'm saying that they understand it's going to take God to change them. That's the type of ministry I'm talking about. Those are saying, hey, you know what? As long as you're striving, I'm here to help you and to Together we can get through this. But ultimately, you're going to have to make the decision to choose what you serve and how you serve. But if you're coming up to the four walls where I minister at, I'm here to try to instruct you and help you to make some better decisions based off what the word of God says. But you all been beating people up about, hey, they need to get all this stuff fixed. And you've been pushing them away. But where are you at now? If I wanted to come and get into this fire that you've been speaking of, this great relationship that you have, your church doors are closed. So let's explain that to me, y'all, you all super saints. You always got something negative to say about the people that are striving. But where are you at? Where's all this fire that you've been talking about? Where are you talking about this piercing fire and the relationship that you have that when you can call on God, he'll move and all this stuff. What he would move for you now? It amazes me that none of you all that I know of that sit up here worrying about should be worrying about the um, virus. 
Because you said that God's a keeper and he'll keep you from that. So why would you sit up here and now be in quiet, be silent? I'm not saying that you go out and risk your life. And I'm not saying that you go out and do something crazy if you know what the people say. If they're saying that you shouldn't be out, I understand. But it's kind of strange to me. Before they even mandate this, they made a suggestion and the churches just closed down. I'm talking about all the churches around here that speak this same type of, of language that judge the people are shut. Now, think about this. And I guarantee you this, those, the churches that I'm speaking of, they don't have no, no internet or no web line or no streamline for this. They're just closed, period. You see, because they're too, they're too high mighty that they can't sit up there and move into the modern technology where they will have streamlines and websites that their church members can go and, and see this because of situations just like this. They don't have anything where people can come and look on and learn uh, of the things of God from the, the comfort of their homes. No, they cut off totally, completely. They don't have any way. They don't even reach out to them on the phone. Ain't no phone conversation. There are no prayer lines being set up. There's no ministry through the phone line on Sunday. All these internets and all these uh, uh, ways that you can converse with each other. Even you can make up these uh, uh, free conference calls on the, on, you know, where they can all tune in and y'all can talk one-on-one and have service that way. They don't even do that. They are doing nothing. But as soon as this epidemic moves or pandemic moves, they're going to be the first one sitting up here talking all this stuff. And you think, you think I'm going to hurry up and run and go up under a ministry like that when you couldn't be there when I needed you? But yet you're going to sit there and judge people? Man, how dare you? I know a lot of people are not going to like what I said, but I don't care. I really don't care because in a time such as this, the people of God or the people that are seeking God need to have a place to go or a place to talk to. If you can't go into four walls with setting, then make up a stream so these people can reach out and talk to somebody. You just don't go cold and silent. I mean, I applaud all those ministries that are out there that have found a way to keep your church connected, either through the U streams or, or, or conference call lines or, or net letters in the mail, whatever you are doing to keep them intact, whatever you're doing to checking up on, whatever you're doing to have a moment to minister. I, 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 I tell you, keep up your great work. But it's, I'm talking to those who sat there and judge people at the hardest rational ways. I mean, they were so scared to go to your church because they said, man, I got to dress this way. I got to act this way. I can't do this. I can't. And because they, they look at you all strange because you don't look like them. Dresses down to the floor, covers over your head, you know, baggy suits and stuff because women with figures can't wear that because they be judging them. Women that, that, that are kind of top heavy have to wear bigger clothes so people won't look at them because they make the church, church make them feel like they, they're not church enough for them. But that, that's the church I'm talking about. I'm talking about you all that are sitting there putting all these guidelines for people to come to your church. Where, why are your doors closed? You always preaching about how good God is and what he'll do. But it's amazing. That these people now are looking for this type of ministry, this fire that you speak about, having church in six or seven hours and, and all this stuff on a Sunday, eight hours from the first service. And y'all talk about y'all can't get God singing and praising and worshiping for, for six or seven hours before they even preach. Where y'all at now? I mean, that's what you said is needed. This is what you said is going. And I'm not harping on that, that God can't move. I mean, let the Holy Ghost where we go. But where are you at now? The same fire that you had then couldn't go through and sweep and purify the house if anybody was sick, that it would kill off the virus. I'm just saying, you say God can do all things but fail. But yet now when the time comes for y'all to exercise this right. Now, mind you, I am not saying no means that somebody should be sick, should be out in the church spreading that. I'm not saying that. Nor am I saying that you can run to the church and everybody with coronavirus can be cleared. But if that's what God says, I believe he can do it. 
But you all sit up here and preach a certain way, tell people certain things, and you sit up there and make people feel half in who they are to the point where they refuse coming to church. But you're the very first church to close once they say we recommend that you not have service. If you do have service, please have a small amount of 10 or space in between six feet or this. Or they even recommended that you have more than one service. I mean, they didn't tell you to close because right now in the state of Florida, they're telling you that we can't tell you to shut the door, but we can recommend some things that we ask that you follow. And you all say, well, we're just going to close the church. And no, 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 nothing with just your people dialogue and say, hey, we're going to do this, 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 this. No, we're just going to shut it down. But I guarantee you, as soon as this passes, y'all going to be packed in there talking about this and judging people and all this stuff. And you know what? You need to invite me there because I got some questions to ask. I want to know what God was saying to you about this, this church and, and what he called you. God told you to close it. Why? Why? Because I'm reminded that when Paul, who was then Saul, was sent back requesting letters from the government to go and prosecute anybody that was serving or a call on the name of Christ, any organization that would come together. If y'all don't know, this is just an act, a, a, a early form of how to control the body of Christ. This is just the first sign or the first of many for the movement for the Antichrist to come up. Because right now we found out all you got to do is bring a great fear and the church, the people will run from the churches. The people will run from the gathering. They run from the connection. In, in other words, they have put their hand in place to show you, hey, if we want to control the church, this is what you do. Now, for you all that are standing firm and got the Internet going, you all that's out there passing the message on, man, keep doing what you're doing. Encourage the people to keep striving. Encourage the people that through this, you got the greatest army that you're going to have. That's, that's the connection relationship that you have with God. That God is a keeper and he will be there. You keep worshiping him in the time of. Because I'm reminded in the Bible, during the time of famine, that people were worshiping. You know, let it be known that when you go back to the very beginning, when uh, Moses was trying to get audience with um, Pharaoh, all his people wanted to do was have a place to worship. That's all they wanted. And here we have been given, the state has told us that we have the right to, 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 to worship. And they, they're not going to bother you. They say, hey, we take our hands off on you. But we are saying, we're requesting that if you do do this, can you do A, B, C, D, F, G? Isn't that something? And again, I'm not saying that anybody should go into harm's way. Nor am I saying that anybody should sit, go to the, the, uh, to the, the church and da-da-da-da. But I'm saying you should have a doorway of some type of way to encourage the people to continue to seek the mind of God in a place where you can educate them on the things of God. But I'm, I'm against those super saints who sat there and really beat up people because they didn't do the way that they, do, they wanted to do or they don't act the way they act or, or, or render their, their ways of service the way that they want. And then now we look for you all. And, 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 and knock on your church door and it's closed. Post this sign. When the coronavirus is passed, we'll resume church. No, hey, when the coronavirus will pass, we'll resume church in the building. You can meet us at da 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 da. You can see us live stream on da 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 da. No, it's none of that because they don't have it because it's so caught up in the yesteryear lifestyle that they decided not to get up into the modern age of technology and move forward with reaching on the on the conference calls or the or the u streams or whatever. Nothing. They didn't even suggest that, hey, we don't have a service, but there's some other people that will be having services online. Please tune in on that. You got Facebook. Most, I, I'll say out of a church of 50, 
about 45 have Facebook or YouTube. They have ways to get in contact with each other. And most everybody has a cell phone. And if you got one of these apps, you can do FaceTime. And they got all these other Hangout apps with Googles and stuff that you could get on and, and, and talk to these people. Don't, 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 don't come to me like, like you have no way of passing God's word aside. But don't, then definitely don't come back when the, everything is passed or under control and the doors are we're going back to normal business as usual. Then now you're going to sit up here and go with that old stereotypic kind of approach of saying, hey, you know what, going back to your old ways. Hey, if you want to see God, you want to do this. Well, where was your God and where were you at during the storm? You was in the shelter all fearful and scared. And if that be the case, if you want to be all, all tied up, then why do you practice what Moses said? Moses did. Moses put the bloodstained banner on the wall. On the door. Why aren't you telling your people that, hey, if you believe so much in your God, then do that? I mean, I'm just saying. See, I educate my people. I tell them what the word of God says, and I tell them why I stand on it. And I leave it up to them to make the choice what's best for them. I don't sit there and mandate anything. I just tell them, if you're going to live this life, this is what the word of God says. This is what I believe in, and this is how I'm going to govern myself. The one thing that God has never taken away from us is free choice and free will. And I exercise that. I teach them what God gives me and I give them the right to make the decision that is best for them and their family. I don't try to mandate anything, nor do I sit up there and tell them that they got to dress this way and do this way and act this way. I just tell them, listen, if you got a relationship, a connection with God and you trust in the Holy Spirit, it's going to lead and guide you to where you need to be and how you cover yourself and, and, and order yourself and govern yourself. That's what it does. It's not for me to sit up there and try to be judge and jury like you all are. Yep, I'm harping on this because it's a shame that you sit back and you torment these people for so long. And all they're doing is trying to do is get a relationship with God. And you made them feel like they were less than who they could be because they didn't dress the way this, that, and that. And then when stuff hit the fan, where are you at? Where is the, the stuff that you teach and talk about? You all shut up in your house, too scared and terrified about this. But yet when they get out, you're going to talk about how powerful God is. But yet you couldn't display that now. Again, I'm not saying that you had to have your church doors open, but I believe you could, you could do some more to pass this gospel out. You could pick up the phone and call these individuals. They're your members. You could talk with them. You could have random service with them. You, there's nothing wrong with you because you're sitting home ain't doing nothing anyway. And they're home too. Why couldn't you have on-call Bible study with your people? Ain't like you got a thousand of people. If you had a hundred, you could start out throughout your day, especially pastors if they're paying your salary. There's no reason why you're not reaching out to them and having Bible teaching with them collectively. Or, or man, you know what? It's enough of this. You know what? This is why church is where they are now. We can't come together in unity because people like me understand the struggle that it is to walk this Christian walk. It's not an easy trend. It's not an easy step. It's, it, it's always bringing some challenges. But one thing I'm, I'm a realist and I understand that I'm human and I know that I have human characteristics and I'm going to do things that I think is best for me. I got one life to live and I'm going to leave it to my best ability. And I'm not going to let nobody sit up here and tell me that I need to live your style of life. But one thing I am going to do is this. I believe that I have a connection and I have a relationship with Jesus Christ where the Holy Ghost leads and guide me. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let it lead me and guide me and direct me because the Bible says it's supposed to guide me into all truth. And I believe it does. And when it stopped doing that, that's when I'll stop celebrating him. 
Until then, I'm going to keep following him till the end, until the sky cracks and he come back and get me. But as I'm going through this trend, as God gives me utterance and he gives me knowledge that I'm going to share with the people of Christ, I'm going to tell them the same thing that I said. You work on getting your connection in place. You work on getting your relationship and you trust in the Holy Spirit and it's going to lead and guide you to the people or the places that you need to be to help you to get stronger in the knowledge and the wisdom that you need. For the Bible says, I have you not to be ignorant. It, had, it tells you that I will, I will send you help. And that's the things that we need to understand. Again, I'm not coming against those that have set up ministry to do whatever you, and I'm not coming against you if God has told you to close the four walls of the church, but I am coming against you if you could sit back and say that you were sitting up here and ridiculing these people for what they didn't do when the church doors were open, and now that, that, that this, this, this whatever we got going over, you're silent. You have nothing to say. You're hiding in your house in fear. But then as soon as this thing is over with, you're the first voice to get up here and start talking about how great your denomination is and how y'all made it through this. When the truth of the matter, you did no different than anybody else but hid. And don't tell me that you're doing it because what the, 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 the system is telling you. The system didn't tell you that you can't pick up the phone. The system didn't tell you that you couldn't uh, start up Internet and, and, and websites and YouTubes and clips and all that. It didn't tell you, but it, they encourage you to do it. For the first time, you have the support of the government saying, listen, if we can't come together, then find some means that y'all can gather through Internet service where people can be in their house and hear what you have to share. They encourage the church to go forth and do it. But they said, if you have to have service, then do small settings of it. 10 people, no more than 10 people, and space it out. But if you got a bigger, ginormous building and you got 100 members, you're going to tell me you can't put them throughout your whole sanctuary? You know what? I'm done with this. Listen, this was JT. I was on the line. I just don't know what to say. But, hey, for you all that are striving, for you all that, that have this relationship with God and understand where you are with God, keep doing it. Don't do nothing crazy. But understand, if you have to fellowship with your brothers and sisters, if you have to put precautionary measures on or whatever, do what you need to do. But don't let anybody hold you down and have you believing that the God that you serve is not able to do what he said he would do. That he's not a keeper, that he won't cover you. I'm not saying that you go out there and test it. You don't have to. But if you have to be out there, just know that you pray to your God. You pray and ask for understanding. You ask for protection. You ask for guidelines. And as he instructed, you follow that lead. And if that leads you to go into church or you stay home or you get to the Internet or whatever, read your Bible, have Bible study in your house. I, I'm not trying to tell you what to do and how to do it. But whatever rhythms works good for you, go with it. But for you all that have sat back and, and judged the people like you have, shame on you. Hey, until we talk again, spiritual breath, JT, I'm out of here.